strategy. It's meant for me. It's written in the prophecy. I'm following my destiny, laying out the legacy, making sure my fam gets the best of me. Podcast. This is your host, Addy. All credits go to both for my intro, energy. Check them out on all streaming platforms as well as social media under the handles Just Mo. Hey everyone, welcome to the third episode of the Ferdos Podcast. I'm with my guy today, Mo. How's it going, man? <laughs> it's good. It's good, man. How are you? How are you? No, I'm chilling, bro. Like, thanks a lot for coming. No problem. Joining me on this podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, this, is, this is incredible. This is incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I agree. I, yeah. I mean, this feels a little bit too professional for me. You know what I mean? Like, mm. this is the first the first interview ever and it's like me and you were talking about right before this like it's crazy that this is technically the first time that we really even talked to each other yeah but it's it's I mean, cool this is sick yeah yeah no i'm i'm into it man like um i i stumbled across like your music the, the album smile i think yeah. it might have been as soon as you released the album smile or right before it because i remember i was hyped <laughs> it might have been like after energy had dropped because i remember that like it caught a bit of waves like i not like Definitely. nothing crazy but like i it, think it's yeah. energy it must have been energy mm-hmm. and i saw we had a couple of mutual followers i was like fuck let's go and hit you up and it was awesome like i mean yeah. artists supporting artists that's where it's at man for real and you were like uh you were starting for a dose at the time too which was really cool i was yeah and i mean no that's awesome uh um, we'll really get right into it how like how'd you get into music how like what really inspired you because i know in one of the songs like energy you talked mm-hmm. about how you decided that you wanted to make music like you wanted to drop a mixtape six yeah. years before you did so if you could just elaborate on that <laughs> damn well <laughs> did my research <laughs> <laughs> no yeah yeah six, six years ago like it would have been like uh would have been almost eight now but right. uh for there was like a i had a trip when i went to sudan like uh i'm from sudan my parents are from sudan and i i didn't really like hang out with my family or anything and like that summer like i was really just listening to a lot of music the albums that i had on repeat were uh j cole's born center and uh tupac's all eyes on me nice <laughs> and it's it's literally all i listened to at the time and i just I, like and i dissected these albums and i was like man i love this music and i remember i was like i was just like i want to make something like this i want to i want to create in this sort of fashion like just making music whatever that means and like I, I've, I've always loved rap music i really have especially i picked it up in junior high like that was like when i really fucked with it like i was like Lil Wayne has like six foot, seven foot. Like I'd memorize the lyrics for that song and like rapping in front of people and everyone would be like, whoa, shit, dang, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> and just like the energy that they gave me from that, I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe if I wrote my own stuff that they give me the same reaction. So, yeah. Right, that's awesome. And actually like piggybacking off of that, I feel like when when you're in a place where you're only listening to only two albums for like how long did you listen to the albums for it was like, like two, you months, said you had two months two months only yeah. two albums hey yeah and i mean similar to me like when i was uh, visiting the middle east to visit my family i had a couple of albums that i only listened to just because when i went there at least i had no no internet or anything same like here, that same here, yeah. And yeah like i right before i got into it i literally um uh, my like my ipod or whatever reset <laughs> and all I could hear, and it was the worst thing. But yeah, I mean, yeah. All I could hear, and but you know, I didn't get as lucky as you because 
the only album <laughs> the only album on my on my ipod or whatever was um was funds like all the pretty girls <laughs> oh my that's tragic that's that's sort of fire though that's a <laughs> It's a little bit fire, but it's All not like, <laughs> I mean, Dang. but no, like when, when you are exposed to a certain album, like I just kept listening to that album over and over. Like now I, mm. I mean, anything you want from that album, any kind of choruses or, or anything that they it's did. It's ingrained with, in your memory. Exactly. And I feel like that's, that's very powerful. Like mm. listening to just a certain album for that long, especially in like this time right because there's so much stimulation right there's you get so many different there's so much different music coming at you when you listen to just one album over and over you really appreciate like Mm -hmm. the artistry that went into it yeah and it was it was also like um the only thing that like i sort of had to like connect myself to something at the time because i'm in sudan my autobi isn't like that good and like me and my brother are like the only ones there and like my huge extended family but like we sort of keep to ourselves because we're like these canadian raised children and so right. just like being able to like plug in these earbuds and like be taken away on like this journey that J. Cole or Tupac had was like really sick. And then I started freestyling from that. I'd like freestyle in the shower all the time. And I was like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't freestyle yeah. worse shit. Let me just put that out there. Literally, I've tried, man. I, <laughs> I've tried. It just takes think, time. It just takes time. I don't know, man. You'd think that like, hey, you know what? You get a couple of good marks in English class. You're like, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> my vocabulary is good enough yeah, yeah. And, then, and then i try to freestyle and i was like well walking down the street and then that's literally where i stop like <laughs> doesn't get better than that no that's fire walking down the street that's it <laughs> what's next that's amazing no that's incredible <laughs> but yeah like i mean so okay so you decided to make music mm-hmm. and then what really kind of pushed you to make the music did you start you started freestyling from then but then what kind of gave mm-hmm. you the whole push to start like you write, actually, your, you write your own music yeah and yeah. and just kind of like you know take that push into making a single or doing something and putting it in public mm. yeah well hmm. what like really got me into it like actually like laying things down i was like i just graduated high school and i was linking up with a lot of like my old friends from junior um, high and high school. And then they, and these guys were making music at the time too. And their names are like Roman Martin and Dwayne Brown. And these guys are fucking geniuses. And Jalen January as well. And they had studio spaces and they, they were making beats. And I was like, it'd be a shame if I like, I didn't really try something here because I've been, I've been meaning to do something forever. I've been telling all my friends, I'm going to make a mixtape. I'm going to make a mixtape. And so just reconnecting with those friends after high school. And then like what really came down and like really making, really making the music and like sitting down with it for a minute was, uh, it would have been like a, a year and a half ago now. Uh, I'm with my, I'm with my buddy Dwayne and he plays this beat called In The Bando. And it's, I've written the music before and I've recorded some things before, but nothing like this beat hit me differently. And I, I don't even think the songs in particularly in particularly that good anymore. But <laughs> just the way that I felt when I first said that, and I all I could do was write to it right away. And right. then I recorded it and I released it. And then I was like, I gotta make a video. And then me and my buddies made a video. And it, it's the rest is history from there. And next I made energy and the whole tape sort of came together and yeah. And and that's the thing. I feel like you utilizing that opportunity and taking that step, that takes a lot in itself. A lot of people usually yeah. underestimate how much it takes 
to start putting your stuff out there, right? Because mm-hmm. that alone is like a big feat, right? I mean, when I first started my, whether it be clothing or even launched this podcast, it's always, it's tough at the beginning. I mean, you must, you, you must relate here because yeah, you, you're yeah. just putting stuff out there that you know, like some people are going to like other people. It's not going to be their forte, right? And mm-hmm. so, so what do you do kind of to, well, actually here, let me reposition the question. So what kind of speed bumps do you think you went through and how do you kind of, you know, like just keep the numbers aside and focus on the game, on the art? Mm-hmm. This is a question that I'm always asking myself, and I don't know if that question ever stops personally. But um, damn, it's just like remembering that there are always people that that will enjoy it. Hopefully, I remember when I when I did drop my first song in the band, oh, I, I was received with like a bunch of love. It was like a total like left wing thing. People didn't expect it from me. I was like, I was I was doing theater at the time. I'm still doing theater, but it was just like, oh, this is sort of. This is sort of fire. Uh, and I say that in like the least arrogant way possible, hopefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> really, it's just like the excitement that I that I have for myself because I, I believe that I can I can reach a certain caliber uh in this in this rap thing, like just sort of like the artistry of it. Because I think I really love writing rap music. Like I I like using this form to like express whatever I sort of have to like vent out to the world and the form of collaboration that's in the music. So I think for me, what really like keeps me in it and like regardless of like naysayers or things and that he say, she say, it's just like remembering that I love this and that like this form works really well for me and I want to like stretch it and like use it in as many different ways as I can. Do it for you and nobody else. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and I feel like, and I'm, I'm going to get into this later, but I feel like the reason why some artists start going downhill is because they stop having fun with it, right? Yeah, like absolutely. It, it starts being a nine to five job. It starts being a chore. And, and as soon as anything starts being a chore, you're not going to do as, as good in it as if it wasn't right. Like mm. it's just the way it goes, but you know what, before I actually, we get further on, let's, let's get to know who the real Mo is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's pretend, Mo. okay. Yeah. Let's pretend I'm, I'm on Tinder here. I'm a cute ass <laughs> <I'm> girl. <on> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I swipe right. I swipe right. And I'm like, yo, what's good? I mean, okay, maybe I'm not going to talk like that, but <laughs> yo, how's it going? Very smooth, very smooth. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Tell me about yourself. Damn, man. Well, very big question, but I'll try my best to condense it. Well, uh, aside from the music, I'm just like, uh, I'm just this young guy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, go to the, I go to the National Theater School of Canada right now. And uh, I don't know. I've always been into acting, so I'm training to become... I'm training to gain valuable tools that will help me in my artistry. And particularly those things might be really helpful with acting, which I think they are, but it also bleeds into everything else. I'm a writer. I'm a writer. I think before, I think I'm a writer before actor, before rapper. Um, I'm a black dude, <laughs> six, four, <laughs> six, five. If I have my Timberlands on oh, and, uh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just a guy like hunting for truth. Like I have a, I have a pet cat at home named George. I got nice. a brother. <laughs> I got a sister. I got a lot of extended family. Uh, what do people put in their Tinder bios? I always I if I had a Tinder for a bit and I put some wild shit in it. I watch anime. I love anime. Anime's uh, good. Oh, I've been meaning to ask you this. You speak Arabi. Of course you do. You, yeah. Your, your whole brand's name for those. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, for yeah. those is uh yeah, like 
Paradise. Yeah, Paradise, Paradise, yeah. Actually, going going back, going back to the to the whole Tinder thing, you mm. said something <laughs> that caught my attention. When you did make a Tinder, okay, what <laughs> what was your bio? Because that's that's my question always oh. to anybody. <laughs> uh, damn, my Tinder bio was uh, <laughs> it's it was all caps and it said sipping tea and watching anime. What about you? <laughs> and the U was spelled with just the letter U. Yes. See, that tells a lot about a person. I mean, <laughs> yeah, nothing else. The pictures are sort of strange as well. But I'm, I like, for example, you know, any of my friends that are girls, I steal their phones and I like kind of check out what's going on. Yeah. On different guys' <laughs> tenders. And it's so funny that people have taken it so seriously. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, some people are trying to really find love. Like, some people are like, I just, I, I want to find something. I mean, look, it, it works for them, but yeah. Look. Where you're going to school, right, Montreal? Yeah. Where you're going to school, sure, that might be a thing. When you when you're here in the middle of freaking nowhere, <laughs> Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, no, sort of nobody fire, though. No, no, nobody <laughs> out here is trying to find love. I promise you that. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Absolutely. Everyone knows each other in Saskatoon, hey? I, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's two hundred fifty thousand no. um, population, mm-hmm. but still, it. It feels like everybody knows each other. You yeah. stumble across somebody, and like, it's hard to stay anonymous there, right? Because I mean, mm-hmm. if if you know somebody, they know somebody that knows you, kind of thing, and then it's just like yeah. it's a shit show from there. Kind it's of almost thing. like a small town, but like exactly, a, it's yeah. like a, a macro small town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's incredible. Saskatoon's cool. They have a nicer bowling alley. Did Did you actually just say that? A nicer bowling alley than what? it's just in particularly nice i'm not comparing it to anything I've, I've been to saskatoon once i've been i was driving through it i was driving through it okay i mean that's fair mm-hmm. I mean, you're welcome to come to the bowling alley whenever i'm sure i mean we gotta go bowling if i'm in saskatoon definitely man i'll, I'll kick yeah. your ass at five pin i don't know about ten <laughs> pin <though. laughs> okay okay bet 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 deal um well we'll just have to put the the whole like you know the guards up on the side because five minutes <laughs> brutal, man. <laughs> you, uh, and we'll but, use the ramps too to slide the yes, bowling balls. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> the ramps are important. Not. <laughs> I uh-huh. still miss with the ramp. I'll be honest. Look, but besides man, the point. Besides, I went the point. there with a couple of friends actually last time, mm-hmm. and I wanted to put the guards on for ten pin, and they were like, "You're you're too old, man." And I was like, old. really? What do you mean I'm too old? Who cares? I suck at bowling. Does that mean yeah. I'm not? Like, it's I'm not actually gonna get not any fun if the ball gets in the gutter. Literally. Like, yeah. And I mean, especially like if, if I'm going 10 pin and I'm not really feeling myself, I'm going to send it in the gutter every goddamn time. Yeah, I'll, you know? I'll, I'll be curving it into the gutter. Like, that thing's still. <laughs> like, let me at least hit a pin. Let, let me at least hit a pin. Uh, you know, back to the whole concept of music. If you remember mm-hmm. in the first episode, I was talking about how kind of, you know, like the whole science of music, yeah. there's kind of like a spectrum, right? There's people that fit on, I mean, you can fit anywhere on the spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, you have um, lyrical value. And then on the, uh, the other end of the spectrum, you have kind of like uh, creativity and artistic effort and stuff like that. And where mm-hmm. do you feel like you as an artist, or no, let's say, where do you feel like you as a, consumer as a listener fit on that scale versus mm. you as an artist or is that the same damn 
I think it's a bit of both. Like, I think as an artist, I'm always trying to make like what I want to hear for myself personally, at least. And st stuff that uh, stuff that I like, it always falls like it's strange. Like, it's never like a I, I'm always here. I'm always there. Like, I, I think for me, like my big thing is lyrics. Like, I really love dense wordplay, things like that. Right. But J. Cole also, and Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. J. Cole, Tupac. But even just like. Especially like these new wave guys, just like this is a guy I've been listening to, uh, Billy Woods and like Mick Jenkins and like Saba. Like I, I really love people who can write. I love writers, but right. also I love Gunna. I love Gunna so Gunna's much. I love Young Thug. Like just, the, I just want to. Sometimes I just need to knock my head on the wall and just go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know? like, <laughs> and that's the thing. So. I mean, personally, I feel like I I fit more on the like I'm I'm probably leaning more to the creative side than the lyrical. Mm. I mean, I don't know, this is going to sound super shallow and lame of me, but I mean, lyrics, you know, maybe I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not intelligent enough to get them, bro. <laughs> no, you're smart, man. You're smart. I, you're I, I smart. haven't been hit, I haven't been hit by, by lyrics in a way. Maybe it's just because, I mean, I don't know. I'm still working on it, I guess. Mm. I feel like, and, and that's the thing. That's the, the beauty about music. You just have to find a part of the spectrum where you fit and find music that, um, that fits according yeah. to your taste right and that's mm. that's why music is so powerful and and beautiful because i mean every single person is going to have a different taste right absolutely and i yeah. hate people that are like oh that's such a bad song because i mean no, someone out there likes it is the thing exactly yeah. exactly like there's so many artists so many new artists like millions out there and and there's they've got some kind of fan base, right? Mm. It's just the more generalized ones sometimes get super popular, but that doesn't undermine any of the artists that are out there. Absolutely. When when you want to make a song, right? Do you yeah. usually focus on like do you have kind of like a word in mind and then you start making the lyrics after you listen to the beat? Or does the beat give you a feeling that makes you make the lyrics? The beat always gives me a feeling. Like I I always start with the beat. And usually, like the beat has a name or something that I'll try to take inspiration from, if I if I'm having trouble writing to something, but usually, like the music informs what I write about. And I, when I, when I'm thinking about writing, I'm always, I think I start from a thematic place, just like me being, me me being like a theater artist or whatever the fuck that means. Like I, I'm like trying to tell stories. Like I, I really, especially in like hush hush the new stuff that I got. I think I'm really like sharing these stories that come out like differently which is exactly. which is really exciting but yeah uh, actually talk mm -hmm. yeah let's let's talk about the the whole new album colors it's uh <laughs> it's pretty sweet man yeah yeah i'm i'm really proud of it it's it's this, it's this nice little project like it's nothing it's five songs like it's nothing crazy i whipped it together this summer i had some of the songs lying around for a while right or just like just the the summer songs lying around for a while but i was excited to like really get that together i think that project really shows Something that I'm really proud of is like the artistic growth from um, my mixtape smile to to that project, which is which I'm really proud of, and I'm I'm excited for the, the new stuff, the secret stuff. Ooh, well. the secret yeah. stuff! And do you think uh, you can expand on that a little bit? <laughs> uh, the new stuff is is it is getting specific. It's getting better. I I'd, I'd, I'd honestly say I think my I. I think this is like a good thing for me to think about that all my music, all the new music that I have is the best music that I have. Just for myself personally, people can like old songs, whatever, whatever, but I'm the one who sat with this, like for energy in particular, people really like that song. 
but me i'm over it like i'll still play it here and there but i'm over it like i i was listening to that song before it fell on anyone else's ears and then it came out and then people heard it and now then i performed shows playing that song and people people know the words and it's like super humbling and insane but i want people to know the words for the new stuff now like i'm i'm excited for people to to sing along with the new stuff because i'm a new person i'm a different person from when i was back then and i mean it was like i could also notice when i listened to colors it was like a you know like it was an evolution where i i also got to know you a little bit more through mm. the album colors right like a lot of the songs you could really see your your like i, I know you talked about how you were in theater you can kind of start telling right you can start noticing how like your storytelling and everything like that through listening yeah. to that album and no i'm very excited about your future albums i mean the more specific the better that's it's always honestly the way to go. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah, honestly, specificity, I think, is like a huge, huge thing. Like the more specific you can be, the more like the more you can reveal or confess in whatever your art is, I think the better. Like with Ferdos, like you've gone through a huge, huge transformation. And now it's like this very specific, like personal thing. And that makes it like super fucking gorgeous too. just the evolution of it. I feel like that's what we need to do. Like that's what artists need to do, because everything now is so generalized. You yeah. know, like, like music, clothing and stuff like that is so generalized and the people are thirsty, right, for something mm. different, right? Something that they can, like, in my opinion, when it comes to art, I'd rather have 10 people that when they, when they see my clothing or when they wear my clothing, they feel something. They're like, hell yeah. yeah. And I'm sure it's the same for music. Like, I'd rather if I was an artist have 10 people that listen to my music and really, really feel something than mm. like a hundred people that kind of just go like, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, yeah, it's absolutely like the more specific you get, like then that, that lyric that you have about your personal life that you're sort of revealing will hit someone like very directly and they'll be like, Whoa, how did that, that just hit me like that. How does this guy know what I'm going through? But then, like, the general stuff, people, like, hear, and it's like, oh, this is nice to hear, nice to hear. Or, like, this is, like, nice to wear. Like, everyone else has, like, this shirt. But, like, it's not, it's nothing special. For new music, mm -hmm. do you think you faced any pressures to put out new music? Like, I know that's a pressure usually for artists where they put out a song or they put it out, uh, out a debut album, like, Smile. And then people start, like, asking for new music every single day. It's the same for, for I mean, clothing. And do you feel like you've been impacted by those pressures or do you, like how do you block those pressures from from really getting to you and you focusing on the art or just elaborate on that kind of thing yeah damn sometimes i feel pressure but i you know what i never really think it's external i have the people here and there that's like next album when when's the new music dropping and it's always like very kind it's very nice but you know people I, like, never get enough if people like, never get enough, like you can never that. truly satisfy someone forever with one thing. It's yeah, always like growing. Exactly. I heard people, get hungry. I heard people colors, get hungry. And as soon as I finished colors, I was like, oh, god damn, oh. when's the next album? <laughs> when's god the next damn, one? Up, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. But uh, I, I'm, I'll be, I'll be frank. I'm, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a decently small artist. Like my, my music reaches a couple of people here and there, but uh, there's not an intense external pressure for me to constantly be releasing something as if I was like, um, even like Kendrick, like people are, people are hung, so hungry since damn came out. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Uh, or even like to pimp a butterfly at that time in between. It's like, people are like, oh, where's the new Kendrick Lamar music? <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I fortunately don't need to like, <laughs> 
always be receiving internet comments about when's the next when's the next album coming out so i can like really just focus inward and i think that helps me but um i i have a lot right now i have a lot of time to focus on my artistry and my craft which is very fortunate because i'm not like on public stages 24 7 so i'm just like in an incubation period so there's not too much pressure here and there but sometimes like in my head i'm like oh man if, if colors came out at the beginning of summer and i had worked super hard and released two projects that summer how crazy would that have been you know right like there are all these ideas but then uh, I, I like to believe that the creative process works in a way that you'll receive the fruits of your labor if, if you really take your time and work with it exactly and that's the key because there's only one like quote-unquote boy band out there that can make constant albums and that's Brockhampton because they have like fucking 10 people there's so many <laughs> people in there. like yeah they can rotate they can rotate they're not using all of their energy exactly. like one person making 10 songs it's exactly. 10 people making 10 songs so it ends up being like one person a song exactly and now like, yeah. yeah no and, and exactly like Brockhampton especially like because they have 10 people every single person is at a specific you know like it's on a specific creative journey and mm. throughout the albums one person is going to take lead obviously now you can't really expect that from like one artist or one one whatever right and that's why taking time is always best yeah absolutely like that's your whole thing now like what you're doing takes so much time cutting and sewing like literally making these garments like yeah, that is huge amount of effort <laughs> like that's insane like i i literally i just started learning how to sew this year and like this shit's intense i'm like damn how do you how do you do it bro <laughs> like it's crazy and, and, and yeah. that's the thing i want people to to know like i mean when when somebody wears the clothing they know that hard work goes into it right and it's yeah, a lot like, of love a lot of love exactly like it's not just a, a brand on a t-shirt or or something like that it's yeah it's like a screen a, print of a logo exactly exactly yeah. i mean and that alone i mean I, i've tried screen printing as well and goddamn that takes a while that's too. hard too yeah <laughs> it's all very difficult honestly yeah no it's it's crazy and you try to throw try to throw money at it and you're like okay do something right and like mm -hmm. or like get it done professionally or something like that but i mean so when i first came out with Ferdos, i tried to kind of come up with the designs and just like you know like get them screen printed or yeah. get them embroidered for me and you know you, you feel like a lack of connection to your art after that because mm -hmm. i mean you put the art in it takes like what you get the shirts back three weeks later and you're like yeah that's that's my art but like i mean i didn't feel that connected to it i i kind of felt like hey like that is my art that's pretty sweet but I'd be like, this would mean a lot more to me if I made it myself. Yeah. It would also be cheaper. Let's all be honest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cut the middleman out. Exactly. But, but it ends up being a lot more work. It ends up being a lot more work, but it's like work the way you want it to be, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's exactly how you want it to be. And probably the same with music. Like I'm sure you wouldn't want somebody else writing your lyrics, for example. Like, Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't think I personally could recite someone else's words as my own truth. No. Exactly. And I mean, because it's your voice. It's your personality. And it's your image. Like, it's kind of mm. like you You really need to, you want to make it as personal as possible. Yeah. There's like this whole thing. Like, I'd like to believe that people listen to my music for to hear my perspective on things. So if I'm not working with the people that I want to express myself or my message or something that i'm trying to articulate then it's it becomes disingenuous and then it's like oh it's this then it becomes like a run-of-the-mill thing 
and it's like people don't care about that people don't care about that for like a couple of weeks or or past the day you know right and I, and that's the thing like a lot of artists lately the the really big ones at least mm-hmm. like you know how long it takes to make an album tons of time right crazy and time. and like it just because their art becomes more of a chore and it's not as personalized to them and stuff like that. People listen to their albums and everybody has like a whole like BS meter, or genuine, like a meter <laughs> yeah. that, that judges how genuine it is. Right. And, and you know, albums that, that aren't like, you don't really relate to just feel like they're not as important. You forget about them quicker. Right. And I feel like taking more time and, and like really putting in your all and making as personal as possible and stuff like that really is like, key in order to make it something big and make it something that really impacts people yeah like the minute that it truly satisfies you as yourself like it will satisfy someone else too like there's something in like the human condition of it all like if yeah you can make yourself happy you can make other people happy exactly mm-hmm. okay so what are you who are your favorite artists who are in your inspirations other than let's say j cole and tupac who do you <laughs> who do you like look look up to and you're like holy fuck this guy's amazing you know like yeah. somebody that always like never fails to impress you in any way possible mm-hmm. my absolute favorite artist you gave me this question earlier and i was i've, been, I've still been thinking about it right. but like <laughs> in particular um i'm gonna give three rappers three rappers kendrick lamar kendrick lamar for hell his of an artist hell of an artist incredibly honest and like see, seemingly a very hardworking person. I hope to meet him one day. Mm-hmm. And then um, Mick Jenkins from another, another just example for myself of like fantastic artistry in the way of like making things complexly, not for the sake of making something difficult, but just like, oh, this is something he can do. Like right. he can take the form of rap music and like really bend it. Or he like he can play with the language of it, you know? And I love I love his music for that because I think he's a fantastic writer. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z. Nice. Yeah. No. Jay Z in his prime was amazing. I don't know about what do you think of his most like recent recent music? Like four four four. Yeah. I love that shit. You do? I love that shit. Like it's it's like a it's I don't a very. Mind it. I mean, it's, it's, damn, Hattie, really? No, you can't do this to me, man. You can't do this to me. My bad, bro. But like, I mean, tell me about it. What what do you like about this? Song? I I love it because it, uh, once again, I think it's another great example of an artist who is incredibly honest and and genuine with their work, especially on this new album, and, and like a an example of technical excellence as well. Right. Because especially on this new album, there's this song called Amar See Me and this guy is spitting syllables on syllables and like the way these bars are connecting is, is so fluid and his flow on top of that the whole time. And then it all connects to a story at the end too. Amar exactly. See Me. No, I, I definitely agree. Jay-Z's got hell, like amazing flow. He's got mm-hmm. like, that. that's never been a thing for me. It was just the kind of, like for me, that the album would just kind of... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but but once again, I'm not much of a lyrical guy. Maybe that's mm, why. Mm. That's got to be it. Because for me, it was just kind of like um, I need to be stimulated, big time. The the production isn't 
punchy punchy like there's exactly. no 808s on it like it's all samples mm-hmm. like it's very like yeah it's it's different it's different yeah and 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 that's like i said that's good in its own regards that's and, and that's mm-hmm. the importance about music like some people are into certain things and other people are into different things as well yeah literally just like you were saying earlier yeah and you can't you can't box it either like yeah no exactly mm-hmm. oh I, I, this is this is an extra one but just donald glover as well he is he's something else he's something I very special i love uh, did you hear listen to this did you hear when he tried to do some alternative music alternative music yeah yeah he, like his early stuff made, no, no no he made an alternative album with another band like right now like no this, like like a couple years ago must have been like three years ago three years ago oh Hold the on. the 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 one with the red bone on it fuck i'm forgetting the name no not even that one no no, no he he made a completely i'm i'm gonna i need to i need to find this like what <laughs> He made an album, but it wasn't that good, unfortunately. But he made, I remember he made an album Mm. and and it wasn't under Childish Gambino or anything. It was under a completely different stage name. Wow. And he made like an alternative album with a different band that I literally need to look into. I'm pretty sure it's him. I mean... It's got to be him, but well, fingers crossed. I'm about to find this. I'm about to find. Yeah, this. no, I'm I'm literally googling it right now. It was just like Childish Gambino in another band. Uh... <laughs> what? Am I wrong about this? <laughs> I think you might be Hattie, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there has to be. No, I literally remember it. It was. I listened to it when I was with somebody else. And they were like, oh, this is this is Gambino. And you're like, what? Well, that's the thing. It was just, maybe I'm wrong. If I find it, I'll put it in the in the bio. But for now... <laughs> you should title this I'm... episode the name of that whatever that album is. If yes. you find it. Just to confuse everybody. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> that Donald Glover's best album. <laughs> and then put it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then they'll listen to my voice the whole time <laughs> this isn't this isn't donald glover <laughs> here let's go back into podcast mode here we go uh, podcast mode <laughs> <laughs> turned on <laughs> okay yes yeah. how's it going yeah. hattie how, how are you <laughs> <laughs> i mean this was a really fun podcast no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. By far, one of my like my favorite episodes so far. Um, There's only more to come. And this is like what episode three. <laughs> episode three, baby. It's only gonna go up from here. Yeah, I only. Mean, and and I definitely hope to get you on another episode, maybe episode like five, when you got like a million million followers and <laughs> and you're out there you know what i mean who knows man who knows as soon, as i'm soon always as the down. new album drops bro i'm telling you big moves i can feel it i'm ex- i'm excited for whatever the new music brings i really am Definitely, i'm excited man. to see where what ha- what's happening with you what what's the next moves with Ferdos? because right now I mean, it's we're keeping things hush hush here you know the Ferdos Ferdos and co aka me myself and i we're keeping things hush hush <laughs> me and myself know? and i <laughs> dang <laughs> um future for Ferdos is i'm probably going to keep it as my my artistic view like my artistic brand but mm-hmm. i'm also hoping actually to launch a different brand uh, uh-huh. called reconstructed and 
as as I mean, I'm going to try to keep this as general as possible. Reconstructed the new yeah, brand. Reconstructed. We're we're working on making, we, and this time when I say we, I mean me and other people. Um, yeah. We're working on basically making the world's first 100% green clothing company. So Yo. no waste. Like literally no waste. Nothing is going to be thrown away and mm. nothing is going to be made for us. It's all going to be based on previously used things that we reconstruct into something completely different. And like, I mean, shit that you find at thrift stop, thrift shops. I mean, um, we take it in completely reconstructed, take off sleeves, put on sleeves, change like wow. dyes and so on and so forth, add embroidery and and hopefully just kind of we're hoping to create like kind of a creative environment for a lot of artists um, mm. that are really into like any kind of textiles really yeah. to be in every single city where they can, you know, like collaborate with other. It's artists. a community thing. Exactly. And, and that's yeah. and that's my hope kind of to make more of a community with Reconstructed rather than a brand where you literally go to different cities and see different people's art pieces that they're selling out made from that community's thrifted clothes. Yeah. And I mean, that's the goal for re for, for, for dose and reconstructed for dose is going to stay doing its own thing. Kind of like mm -hmm. just limited edition and we'll see what happens from there. Damn. Yeah, that's man. exciting. That's I'm hyped. I'm hyped for just getting exciting. the logistics of it. And and I mean, it's it's really exciting. There aren't a lot of places that are. I mean, there isn't anybody that's really has like a zero, like literally no footprint. That's and that's mm -hmm. what we're hoping to do. Like, like literally no pollution, nothing that's going on. Yeah, just, save the planet. Exactly, and and that's yeah. the way to go. Honestly, it, it has to be. It has to be. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, guys, thanks for watching this pod. Thanks for listening. This yeah, podcast. thank you guys. Um, appreciate Mo for joining me here, and definitely make sure you join the uh, the Facebook group. It's closed. It's exclusive. It's got very very exclusive things. A total of three posts. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> three Dang. posts that I've added on there. But it's we're we're hoping to we're hoping to put more posts on there. By we're I'm now I'm referring back to just me. Uh, <laughs> hoping. <laughs> 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 I use that word very interchangeably if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I'm hoping to put more posts on there and hopefully um, get you guys more engaged. Uh, we currently have about like, what, 40 members, but we're working on getting more members and definitely just join in and join the conversation. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot again, Mo, for, for joining us and hope to see you when you're at Million. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, just wait, just wait. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Hey, this is me recording. Uh, Xbox is fucking trash, Hattie. I can't believe you play on this shit. What the? <laughs> Look, man. Literally, when I <laughs> couple, when I was never into gaming. Okay, grade yeah, seven, yeah. Grade, grade seven. seven. Okay. I was like, okay, you know, we're gonna get into gaming here, and a lot about that. It was right when the the all the brand new consoles came out. There was Wii. Oh yeah, there's that there whole was, new wave. PS3, exactly. Xbox there was the Wii. There was the Xbox. There was a PS3.
and <laughs> and guess what the hell I picked? <laughs> I picked the goddamn Wii, bro. You did that by yourself. Like you willingly chose the Wii. I, <laughs> like, I hate. I want this. That. I want the thing with the the. I want to dance in my living room. I want to play Just Dance Three. Well, you know. What? Okay, you know. I'm gonna blame my parents a little bit because they're like, you know what? Like you can game. Or <laughs> you can game and do exercise. The Wii was sort of sick, though. I'll be honest. Like, I had a Wii, too. I had a Wii, too. It was, like, it was amazing when I got it. I remember, like, wow, this is the future. Like, motion <laughs> controls. It and was the Xbox the had the Kinect at the, t- the time, too. Not and even, PlayStation had I don't the think move. the Xbox even had the Kinect No, yet. no, actually. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But that's the thing. When I started getting into it, like, I started becoming a more hardcore gamer. I got goddamn COD. Call of Duty on the Wii. <laughs> That was rough. No, that, you know what? Yeah. To, be, to look looking back at it, it was kind of pretty sweet because I mean, you'd hold like you know how the Wii works. You'd hold the nunchuck in yeah. one hand, and you'd of hold course, the of course, in the other hand. Oh, uh, do you know how the Wii works? Uh... <laughs> I had one. I just <laughs> listen. So, so literally, it was hilarious because every time you want to reload. You'd like shake the nunchuck. No way. <laughs> I shake nothing. You'd shake the oh nunchuck. And then and then you'd aim <laughs> you'd aim with the cursor. But you know, hey, it helped your fucking. Wasn't it that like st- gun you... attachment? Like that was available? Bro, I tried to get that shit everywhere. It was never sold. Oh. It was only in the US. Like that's that's how you know you're fucking that's shitty. How you, like, that's also how you know the US has a gun problem. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is available. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, if you're really going to try to like focus on your aim, practice your aim without using a real gun, that was the way to go. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's the only thing that the Wii actually did right. Was the Wii even that accurate at the time? Because, like, the Never. Wii Motion Plus it wasn't, it did, it wasn't all, even out. <laughs> I'd be like, pointing at the fucking goddamn wall and it would just start shooting at the guy. Like, <laughs> but, but you had to deal with it, okay? You had to really. Yeah, you had to find a you way. Had to know, you know, you know that. That, that fucking part on the wall, that's going to be the sweet spot. That's how you know it. <laughs> um, no, I even I even tried to to get like a headset. And, oh, damn. And nothing, nothing, you were trying nothing to like, was available for that. Yeah, wow. Like and you're trying to hear people's footsteps Xbox. on the Wii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then, yeah. And then the turtle I got... beaches at the time. Those are, those are the shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah literally. I, and I mean, and then I went into the Xbox. And the only reason I got the Xbox is because... Everybody at the time at my school, Emmy Lazert. Um, oh shit, Emmy Lazert. Where'd you go to school? I went to this place called WP Wagner. Oh yeah, we yeah. definitely used to make fun of that school because Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy Lazert. Wait, you're you're from Edmonton? Yeah, bro. No wonder. That, that's why Emmy Lazert sounded so familiar. I was like, wait, bro, is there I'm a place called yeah, Emmy Lazert in Saskatoon? I was like, what? <laughs> no, I went to high school in Emmy Lazert, Londonderry. Was yeah, my holy high. shit! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. Oh damn. <laughs> That's the thing. And but yeah, everybody in Londonderry had goddamn Xboxes. Yeah. And I and I got an Xbox. I can see that. I can see that. And I mean, I moved got I moved I moved here. Yeah. Like to Saskatoon. Nobody has an Xbox. And I'm like, what? well, I'm I'm too I'm too deep in. I can't I can't switch. <laughs> I've now. committed myself <laughs> I'm, to I'm Microsoft. Committed. Well that's the thing. I mean, I, I had my well, look, man, the PS4 controller is shit. Let's put that out there. Come on, man. It's, not it's shit. Who the no. hell puts a goddamn speaker in a com- controller? What are you going to listen to music on there? Well, the, the <laughs> well, the controller fits well in the hand. Like you can play, you can play games. I don't know what kind of fucking elongated hands you got. I got big ass hands. I got <laughs> long so ass I. hands. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm holding my PlayStation controller right now. I'm gonna really tell you, this is comfortable. I've gotten used to this. 
This makes sense. I, I, I don't know. And I'm the opposite. Like, it, the Xbox controller hugs your hand. It hugs it. <laughs> I'm just Could trying to get some. <laughs> I'm trying to get some love and affection, bro. At the end of the day, you know, I can see, I can see, like the controller, like it, it does hug your hand. I, yeah, I remember I, I play Halo, Halo Three Forge, one of my buddies plays, and the way right. this controller sat in my hand, I was like, wow, this is cool. It's, it's kind of like I'm, I'm gonna control, uh, I'm gonna compare controllers to girls, you know. <laughs> Just kind of like what you're into, right? You you can either go for a skinny girl or or a thick girl. I'm I'm just into thick girls. Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. That's the analogy you chose. Out of, out of everything, out of everything you can say. I'm just well. That's the. I mean, that's the one that makes more sense. It just it just a matter. It's of a taste. preference thing. Yeah, matter, <laughs> matter of taste. Matter of taste. <laughs> Let me stop